Welcome to She Breeds, where the goal of every podcast episode is to inspire and empower women to up-level and lean in to the best versions of themselves. I hope you enjoy. Good morning and happy Friday. I hope you are all well and having a wonderful day so far. It's an exciting weekend in our household, that's for sure. My dad, Papa Bill, is getting married tomorrow. Um, He and his bride-to-be, Eleanor, are very excited, or as he calls her, Eleanor. And we had them over for dinner last night, so my sister and her family had not yet met Eleanor. And so they, of course, came down for the wedding, and they're from D.C., and they are in town. So we had a big family dinner last night, and that was really fun to have everybody together. And everybody's so cute and excited about tomorrow. It's just going to be a really low-key family and a few close friends type of wedding. But for them, they are very excited. Um, They are both in their late 70s, and they are just aware of this time in their life. And they are just ready to to take the bull by the horns and go ahead and get married. And they're looking for a house, and they're going to go on a little honeymoon and all the things. Um, but our two freshmen have a big cross country meet tomorrow morning in a city that's about an hour away. So we will be getting up at 545 in the morning and going to a cross country meet until about, you know, mid morning or noon and then rushing back to get ready for the four o'clock wedding. But it's okay. You know, it's a full weekend indeed. And I love these times that feel so full of life. And honestly, if I get enough rest, it's all great. I love it, actually. When the kids have early morning uh, sporting events, it's just, I love the early morning anyway. So we just have our coffee and we get on the road. And whether it's travel baseball or a track meet or cross country or travel basketball, whatever it is, I enjoy it. And that's the plan. So... Um, kiddos are in school now, but my sister and my two nieces are going to come over and we are going to do a little shopping to get some final things that we need for the wedding tomorrow. So that is going to be very enjoyable. So it's morning right now and I wanted to go ahead and get the episode out into the world. And, um, so then I can move on and enjoy some family time today. So tomorrow, if you didn't know, tomorrow, September 23rd, is the first day of fall. And I think it's kind of cool because that's when my dad and Eleanor are getting married. And so we can always remember it as it being the fall equinox. And um, I don't know where you live, if but if you live anywhere near, near or in Western North Carolina, it has been super, it's been feeling so much like fall lately that I love it. When we get up to take the kids to school, it's only 50 degrees and I just, you know, carry my coffee and run them around to school and it just feels so like chilly and crisp in the morning and I am loving it. And then in the evening, same thing. It's that time of year where we can just open the windows and not have to have like the heat or air on and it's just heavenly because it feels so fresh and I love it. Um, And you can tell that the chill in the air is really making it feel like a shift in season And I'm ready for it. I am ready for fall and then winter and just some time to hunker down and be cozy and connect with everyone that I love and watch movies and cook warming foods. I drink lots of hot tea in the winter months and I'm looking forward to that because in the summer I just don't, you know, it's hot. So I don't really feel like I'm a big tea, hot tea drinker, but just in the summer, I mean, it has to be a rare day that I, or I have to be sitting inside an air condition to really feel like drinking hot tea. So I basically just drink hot tea throughout the day when I'm when it's the fall and winter as I'm working. 
um, and not caffeinated. I usually drink some kind of herbal tea. I love peppermint tea with honey. That's one of my favorites, and I could probably drink that all day without getting sick of it. Um, I also am excited about foods of the season like pumpkin and butternut squash, sweet potatoes, you know, nuts, just thyme, um, rosemary, all the herbs and plants and things that are so delicious this time of year. And um, even just the smells, you know, cinnamon and apples and just all the things. Very excited. Um, I was born on October 23rd, so maybe that's why I love fall so much because I'm a fall baby. I don't know, but I think a lot of people love fall, so I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, so speaking of fall equinox, which is happening um, early tomorrow morning, I have taken much more of an interest in moon phases and planets and stars over the last, well, basically since the beginning of summer when I started doing the coaching experience with Beth. Um, she knows a lot more about moon phases and things like that than I do. And so during our coaching session, um, her and Sarah and I really got to talking about it. And I got, I still don't know much, like a ton, but I definitely understand the moon phase meanings and moon phases and more about all of that kind of stuff than I had before. Um, but yeah, so, um, it's just, it's one of those things where once you know a little bit about it, you realize that there's just a never ending well of information and, and I could just learn and learn and learn and learn. But, um, but yeah, so I wrote a little something about the fall equinox in, um, Rumble, which is the women's newsletter that I help cur curate each week. And, um, so I learned a little bit about fall equinox and in case you didn't know, which I did not know until recently, which again, I feel bad that I didn't know this, but you may know this already, but I guess I did know it, but I didn't really think about it very much that there are two solstices, there's, there are two solstices each year and two equinoxes each year. And I guess I just really didn't make the distinction in my head, even though I knew there was a summer and winter solstice, I didn't really think much about the equinoxes. I don't know. But just so you know, um, the moments of the equinoxes and the solstices mark the start of the astronomical seasons. So in the Northern Hemisphere, the March equinox is the beginning of spring and the June solstice, the beginning of summer, the September equinox, the beginning of autumn, and the December solstice, the beginning of winter. So it's like I knew those things were happening, but I never really thought about them as like the bookends to seasons and things like that. So I am trying to be like sort of more in the flow with just nature, and the stars and the planets, and that's how I'm going to sort of start thinking about the year. I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast where I'm trying to stop thinking about the year as far as like holidays, and I'm trying to move into more of a organic type of flow. And so along with the different foods that come up throughout the seasons and my words of intention, I am also going to kind of think about the planetary movements and the moons and things like that. So solstices, um, so the summer and winter solstices are the longest and shortest days of the year. So the summer solstice is the longest day of the year. The winter solstice is the shortest day of the year. But equinoxes occur when the day and night are equally as long. So just to make the distinction there. So regardless of whether it's a solstice or an equinox, there's bound to be a celebration happening somewhere. A lot of cultures really, really celebrate these times of year. Um, and I think even, even if it's just something small that you do, I think it's an important thing, or I believe it's important to sort of start teaching our kids and the younger generations that life doesn't revolve just around them and their activities and their little world and their goals and dreams, but we're all interconnected. And that also includes what's going on with the planets. And so for me, I'm looking forward to talking to the kids this evening about the fall equinox. And um, it happens 
So, so the exact time of the fall equinox, according to the internet, is early tomorrow morning at 2.50 a.m. And so when we get up at 5.45 tomorrow, the equinox, you know, will have passed and it will be the fall season. And I look forward to sharing all of that kind of stuff with the kids this evening. And, and I know that they're excited about the fall and, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe at dinner we'll do a little cheers or a little toast and just to say cheers to the fall equinox. Even though I've had a very rejuvenating summer and have worked really hard to be more mindful and playful and relaxed, I'm ready for the next season. I've shared a lot about my spiritual journey over this year and just, you know, you know, realizing that spirituality is just so much more than believing in God or praying. It's just such an, it can be an all body, all mind encompassing experience. And, you know, for me, being mindful and playful and relaxed is part of the spiritual journey because it shows that I'm putting more faith in the universe and in God than in my own understanding and my own trying to control everything. And it's really just kind of a miserable place to live when you just are trying to live in an egocentric world <clears throat> where you feel like, Everything is circulating around your own little life and your own little world. And when you really start to spread out that perception and see that, you know, have compassion for other people and just kind of like spread out the love and know that we're all interconnected, the life really does feel just a lot easier. Um, but yeah, and I'm also realizing that all these astronomical shifts are a great time to set intentions or create affirmations and... <clears throat> Traditionally, the autumn equinox, so, so this weekend, is a time when, you know, historically, tribes and families and communities have celebrated the harvest. And so even though we don't really function in, in that way in this country per se anymore, there's still sort of this mentality or metaphorical um, concept of harvesting. So this change in season can allude to like the harvest of the objection, the objectives and ambitions that you've planted at the beginning of the year and like really consider how they've grown and how they've developed. So at the beginning of the year, we all have our New Year's resolutions or New Year's intentions or even just some general, you know, hopes and dreams for the year. And so the fall equinox is a great time to kind of sit down and really consider, you know, wh where you are with, with, those, with those hopes and dreams and beliefs and things that you've been trying to do. And um, so this is a really good time to consider, you know, what no longer is like, what's no longer benefiting you? Like, what, it, what are some things that you just need to shed and let go of? You know, what's withering? Like, what is something that you're still trying to hold on to or you're still trying to make work and you just know in your heart that it's not working? I mean, it could just be, it could just be a daily habit. It could be sort of like your rhythm of life. It could be um, some kind of, um, you know, way that you're eating or way that you're working out. It could be a relationship. It could be a career or a job. Like, it could be something that you just know in your heart of hearts. It's just time to move on. And this would be a good time to evaluate that. Um, but also, this is also a really good time to applaud any growth that you have made. And I'm talking like any kind of progress, any kind of growth, any kind of growth. Even if you haven't reached whatever huge hopes and dreams you had on New Year's Day, you can still applaud anything that makes you feel like you've made some growth and that you've evolved and that you just, you know, whether whether that has to do with a spiritual journey, a profession, a relationship journey, um, maybe it's something 
just inside of you that, you know, whatever, any kind of progress that you've made, be sure to applaud that because we're really hard on ourselves and we're really bad to dwell in what we're not doing well or what's not going well. So every now and then if we can just flip that around and think about what is going well, you know, and that kind of stuff, then it's really, really helpful. And, um, Similarly, any change in season or planetary alignment is a great time to do some intentional journaling. Like the more I learn about journaling, because it's like a kinesthetic type of movement, so it actually puts it out into the universe and it kind of makes your mind understand it, kind of rewires your mind a little bit better than just thinking the thoughts. So even though some people poo-poo journaling, like, oh, I don't have time or I'm not a good writer, none of that matters. Even if you just did like bulleted bulleted, you know, notes or just some scribbling down or free, you know, free um, stream of consciousness type writing, any of that would be really, really helpful. So I suggest that sometime this weekend, you try and find a moment to look at your year so far and think about this fall equinox and it's a time to celebrate your harvest. So what are some things, relationships, ideas, old beliefs, um, what are some habits, rhythms that you need to shed as you move into the new season? What are some areas of your life where you've made real progress and you're seeing the benefits of your work? Um, So this is cool too, because during our coaching experience, Sarah had read something about this and she had kind of told us how, you know, she had kind of mentioned this and we, we all talked about how cool it was to think about the seeds we're planting right now, like are going to manifest in some way in the future. And we don't even know what that way is going to be. So like whatever we're doing right now, all the work that we're doing right now is going, if we're doing good work, then in any capacity, then we're going to see the benefits of our work in the next season. And it's a really cool thing to think about because even though you may not see immediate results, um, the results are coming. And so all the work that you're doing is worth it. Even though sometimes it feels like, oh, this is not, I'm not making any progress or, or, you know, that kind of thing you are because the seeds that you're planting now are going to blossom in the future. So for me, I am really seeing some of the benefits of my spiritual work that I've been doing all year, such as meditation, sacred morning, quiet time, setting intentions, just, you know, sometimes I just, right before the kids wake up, I just come downstairs and light a candle and just sit here and just collect my thoughts. Um, I don't get on my phone. I don't get on the computer. I literally just, I don't read. I don't journal immediately. I just sort of look at the flame of the candle and just sort of sit here and let my thoughts kind of bounce around and prepare for the day. And even just a five or 10 minute, you know, setting of doing that, feels really, really good. And then I'll do some quick journaling and a little bit of reading. I mean, this whole thing only takes 15 or 20 minutes before I wake up the kids. And then I just feel so much better going into my day instead of that jumping out of bed, waking up everybody. You know, I I know I've said this before, but it really does. It really does kind of help. Maybe if you're a super active person, getting that workout in in the morning, you know, something like that would be good for you. But for me, I like to have kind of that get my mind in the right space before heading into the day. So yeah, so for me, I'm really seeing the benefits now of the spiritual work I've been doing all summer. And I'm, it's really helping me rewire some of those old systems in my brain that were really like getting me down and doing some of the like shame, guilt type of thinking. Um, and so I've learned some strategies, some cognitive behavioral strategies, as well as just some more prayer and knowing that I'm not alone in this world. You know, I, there's a whole like interconnected world that it, that we all have each other's back and, you know, a higher power and all that kind of stuff. It's just really made me just feel less gloom and doom or less like focusing on the past, ruminating, all of that kind of stuff, which for me was not working out. And I'm pretty sure it doesn't work out for anyone. So, um, I'm also seeing the fruits of my labor, so to speak, when it comes to 
plant-based eating. Um, I feel like just physically I have more energy, less inflammation, no issues with my irritable bowel syndrome. It's just really interesting. However, I am introducing more fish and eggs into my diet, but that's as far as I'm going to go. I'm not going to do any dairy or any like red meat or pork or any chicken or anything like that. But my acupuncturist was talking about um, just a couple of eggs a week can feel really good to the body with the B12 and just all the protein and goodness that's in an egg. And then I had been eating fish a couple times a week anyway, which again, for me, this works out really well. Not everybody, you know, wants to eat like this, of course. And, but for me, this is something that I feel like is something I've been working on really hard for a year and I'm really seeing the fruits of my labor as far as that goes. Um, professionally, I, since last December have maintained a weekly or twice weekly podcast recording. And so that feels really good. Um, one of my novels is in the second editing phase and has drawn some interest from a literary agent. And then I finished my second children's book and I'm really trying to convince my illustrator of my first children's book to illustrate my second children's book. She's moved on into kind of a different capacity right now, but I, I really want her. So, um, I've been reaching out to her, but we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, but I still feel like, again, I, there's so much more work to do before any of these endeavors come to true fruition. And that's okay. I have this new mentality. Like it's like, you know, create without expectation, just enjoy the act of creating without expecting some sort of outcome or some sort of conclusion that I want to happen. So this is my new mentality just to create for fun and create for enjoyment. It's been, when I say create, I mean, right. And for you, it might be something different, but instead of focusing on what I want that final outcome to be, I'm just trying to enjoy the journey. And that is going a lot better. Um, and and lastly, as far as this planting the seeds, I feel like I am learning to, you know, move throughout the world from a place of love and I'm trying to listen to my heart instead of my mind. And this has been an interesting thing to experience, but I would suggest it. I try to feel like what feels good in my heart instead of what is my over analytical mind thinking? Um, because I feel like my heart actually is more intelligent than my mind. And so I'm just trying to sort of focus on what my heart wants and what my heart feels than what my head is trying to justify as correct or, you know, twist around into what I think is happening. I just listen to my heart and it is making life and daily living so much easier and more enjoyable. So now I need to start planting seeds for the next season so that when the winter solstice arrives, I can look back and see the continuing progress that I've made. And so I'm just going to keep going, I'm just going to keep working on my health, keep working on my relationships, keep working on my professional endeavors, keep working on my spirituality, and hopefully, or not hopefully, confidently, the seeds that I plant now and in the coming months will come to fruition during that winter season. Um... So I hope that you, I encourage you to do this type of thing for yourself, to try not to just rush through the day-to-day -day being reactive. Try to really think about, you know, where you need to shed some outdated programs and where you need to reward yourself for some things that are going well. And as you move into this weekend, do something tonight or early tomorrow morning to celebrate the fall equinox and really surround it with some love and energy that it deserves because a shift in season is really, really cool. Even if it's just a simple Statement of gratitude before dinner tonight, thanking the incredible universe for the beauty and comfort of predictability in the changing of seasons. I mean, there is so little that we can count on these days or that we know is going to happen in the way that we think that it is. But one of the things that we can count on 
are the changing of the seasons. And that feels really good to me. The moon phases, I have become so enamored with the moon. Like I just love looking at it and being like, oh, the moon's waning or the moon's waxing and the kids laugh at me, but I don't, but it's, but I think they're actually like really listening and absorbing because it just feels, it gives me a sense of comfort and predictability to watch the moon do its monthly phase and to watch the seasons do their, you know, yearly phases. And it just, even though climate change is sort of making the weather kind of weird in the seasons, it, they still are changing in the same way that they always have. And that feels really good and predictable for me. And that is something that I love and that I'm appreciating more and more as I move into this next phase of my life. Um, so for a little teaser for the next couple of episodes, we are going to be talking about how to build a happier life. I mean, who doesn't want to have a happier life? I'm not saying a happy life. I'm just saying a happier life because happy -er, or happy is not really a destination. You never just get to a place where you're like, well, I'm happy. I'm just going to sit here in my happiness and do nothing. It's more of like a direction. So like you're moving in the direction direction of happiness and it, and it will it will take a turn here and it will take a turn there and it will go down a curvy road and it may even like make a U-turn. But happiness is more like a direction, not a destination. And so I think when you think, and I've learned that from this book that I'm reading that I'm going to use in the next couple of episodes. But so Arthur Brooks is like an academic. He's a writer. He writes a column for The Atlantic. And I heard his podcast with Rich Roll recently and they were talking about a new book that Ar that Brooks Arthur Brooks had co-authored with Oprah and it's called Build the Life You Want. Ironically that same day cuz I subscribed to Oprah's newsletter, she was talking about the book and it just felt really serendipitous. It felt like one of those things where I was like, "Oh, this is putting this is being put in front of my face in multiple capacities for a reason." And so I listened to the podcast, which was two and a half hours, which was incredible and so enlightening, and then I bought the book. And so I have been reading the book over the past several of days, and I'm already learning so much. Um, what, so just, just a couple of tidbits of things that I think are helpful. It talked about pleasure and how pleasure, th things that you do for pure pleasure, it is not actual true enjoyment. So for instance, unless it's shared with somebody else and you make a memory from it. So think of something like, I don't know, things that you kind of think of like drinking or something like, you know, even like sex or something that feels like it could be sort of um, a pleasure seeking activity. Um, if you're, if you're doing, if you're doing that with, okay, let's think about drinking. That's an easier one to think about. Say you're drinking alone um, or you're drinking to kind of like numb a, a dark emotion or something like that, that is not actual enjoyment. Um, and so that's where alcoholics or people who are relying on alcohol get into a dark place. But if you're having a glass or a, a sharing a glass of wine with family over a birthday dinner and you're making a memory and you're with other people, um, that would be enjoyment. Now, I don't like this example really because I feel like I'm not like, I'm not like, um, promoting drinking because I know drinking is just a slippery slope, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's something, so basically pleasure does not bring enjoyment unless you share it with somebody and you make a memory. So I thought that was an interesting thing to learn. Um, also he's talking, so I I don't want to misspeak because I feel like I haven't read enough to kind of just talk off the cuff here, but it's like he, it's like Arthur Brooks studies happiness. So he studies like the art and science of happiness. And I love stuff like that because I, I don't need like pure facts to believe anything, but I do like to see studies and I like to see kind of what sociological studies say about people's minds and behavior. And everything in this book is based on 
his research and he's, he works at Harvard. So I mean, he's, he's, he's working with a lot of really intelligent, you know, studies and other people in academia. And then Oprah also writes in sections of the book for her own anecdotal experience with actual people that she's met. So it's just a really cool book. And, um, I'm doing a talk on it next, late next week. And I haven't publicly spoken or done a public speaking event in quite a while. So I'm a little nervous, but I'm also determined to tackle it because there's a quote I saw recently that said something like, where your fear lies, that is where the work is. And so I feel a little fearful of public speaking because I stopped doing it right before COVID and really haven't done it in a while. And I am very excited to get back into it because where your fear lies, that is where the work is. So that just means that I have to get out there and start publicly speaking so that it becomes less of a fear. Um, but yeah, so I'm really enjoying this book. I'm going to keep reading it and I will have more information, um, to share with you in the next couple of episodes and I look forward to it. Well, I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. It's fall y'all. And so let's enjoy it. And I hope you have a great fall equinox experience. And, um, I think, I hope you take some time to set some intentions and really pat yourself on the back for some things that are going well. So take care and I'll catch you on the next episode of She Breathes. If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. My goal is to share information and inspiration so that women feel seen, heard, and empowered. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, please share. Lastly, if you have a topic or idea that you want to hear more about, or if you want me to expound upon a topic I've previously discussed, please let me know. Message me on any of my social media platforms or email at susanna.shetley at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. Good morning and happy Friday. Here we are again at the end of another week. These weeks just fly by. It's really bizarre, but here we are. And it's another crisp, cool fall morning. Last weekend was the fall equinox, as I talked about on the podcast. And so here we are, a week into fall already. And I love fall. I don't know, like I said, maybe it's because I'm an October baby, but I just love this season. It's a great time to kind of start hunkering down and planting seeds for the future seasons and all of that kind of stuff. So I am very excited about our guest today. Her name is Celeste Yvonne, and she is a writer, mom, and marketing professional. Her work on parenting, the mental load of motherhood, mommy wine culture, and sobriety resonates with mothers around the globe. And her work has been featured in the Washington Post, Good Morning America, The Today Show, and Refinery29, among other publications and news outlets. Um, Celeste is more than five years sober and a founding host of the Sober Mom Squad. She is an advocate for mothers who struggle with addiction and a recipient of the Windfelt Inspire Award by the Dry Society Social Club. Celeste's new book is called It's Not About the Wine, The Loaded Truth Behind Mommy Wine Culture, which is available for purchase everywhere books are sold. Celeste lives in Reno, Nevada with her husband and two boys. So I so enjoy talking to Celeste because this topic is one that kind of gets swept under the rug 
Um, when moms are really struggling with the overwhelm and the amount of mental load that we carry, a lot of moms do resort to, you know, a glass of wine or uh, truly or whatever is your beverage of choice. And one drink turns into two, turns into three, and it can become very, very problematic. And so um, this is this was the case with Celeste, and so she ended up writing an entire book about it, and it's fascinating. I love her tone in this book. It's very readable and relatable, and um, I look forward for, I, I'm excited for you all to hear this interview with her. So here we go.